Hey guys, today's episode of Happy, Sad, Confused is brought to you by the new comedy web series, Howard's Hot Roommate, and I can personally vouch for this one. I've checked it out, and it's all in the family. I'll explain later. But first, some questions. What if your new roommate was the woman of your dreams? Would you be cool? Not Howard. Would you be tough? Definitely not Howard. Would you be sexy? Absolutely not Howard. Howard's Hot Roommate stars Timothy Horner, Stephanie Maloof, and most importantly was created and written by Earwolf's very own John Cohen. A round of applause for John. Congrats, John. You can check out all six episodes of Howard's Misadventures right now at meethoward.com. That's meethoward.com. Check it out. Funny stuff. Hey guys, welcome to Happy, Sad, Confused. I'm trying out dramatic pauses now, Sammy. Uh, a pregnant pause. A pregnant pause. I am with child on the podcast today. <laughs> uh, I'm Josh Horowitz. Welcome to my podcast. Um, today's edition of Happy, Sad, Confused welcomes um, the very talented uh, young man that is Taryn Edgerton. Not Egerton, Edgerton. Yeah, I didn't know that. Well, now you've learned something. Yeah. Uh, Sammy Thank God jo- I didn't just accost him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Egerton! Hey, Eggie! <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> He'll break you. No, he uh, he wouldn't do that because he's a hell of a guy. Uh, that other voice you hear is not my um, alternate ego. It is Sammy joining me for the intro, as always. Um, yeah, we just just moments ago, Taryn uh, dropped by the office, and he was a delight. Ugh, he was – well, I didn't speak to him. Yeah, we were on the elevator together. We were on the elevator together, and I was like, okay, Josh, introduce me. I know he just did the podcast, and I'm going to do the intro for it. This is my in. This is my in. And no, it was like I wasn't even in the elevator. No, it's not that. Look, we were going down one floor. We had literally one floor to go. There was no time. And My name's short. Okay, what should I have done? Let's role play this. What should I have done? Oh, real quick. Oh, my God. I can't believe you're in here. Taryn, this is Sammy. She's uh, she does the intro for the podcast we just recorded. Oh, hey, that's awesome. So nice to meet you. Oh, see you later, guys. That's a human interaction. (laughs) I'm not good at that. (laughs) Well, anyway, it was fine because I got to see him walk away. Uh, You you also could have seen he was uh, he was changing in the the other room. It was it was was a Harrison Ford working girl scene of him shirtless in the other room uh, through the glass. You could have uh, (laughs) taken a gander at his his uh, Kingsman six pack. Knew he was so hot because in Eddie the Eagle, it's like. Well, this is the point. Eddie the Eagle is his new film, which I highly recommend. It is a sweet, well done, inspirational sports movie about true story about a ski jumper. Uh, very kind of famous story over in the UK. Maybe a little less so here, but uh, in the late eighties, um, made a go of it in terms of trying to get on the ski jump team for uh, Great Britain, even though they didn't have a ski jump team. <laughs> he plays the aforementioned. <laughs> that made you giggle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he plays the aforementioned Eddie the Eagle, and uh, our favorite guy, Hugh Jackman, plays his kind of bitter rapscallion of a coach. Um, and uh, it was a pleasure to talk to Taryn. We had just um, just about, I guess, what, about a month ago, I caught up with Hugh and Taryn in Sundance, where they made a special appearance uh, showing that film as kind of a surprise for the audience in Sundance, and it went over very well there. And uh, yeah, it's crazy. I, I've, it's, I mean, Taryn's really only been doing this, by this, I mean, film for about a year. Kingsman was his very first film, starred in it, $100 million movie, made a gajillion dollars. They're doing a sequel in a couple months. Uh, and... As I said to him in the podcast, it's one of these rare times where, like, I've actually seen every movie <laughs> the person has done. He's done four yeah. movies, and uh, and he's been excellent in all of them. And he, it's a really cool what to were, see him. In. What well, were the other two? So the other two are um, uh, Eddie the Eagles, uh, the fourth. Oh, sorry, Testament of Youth, which was a smaller film, which actually was the film that Alicia Vikander came on the podcast oh. to promote. And uh, Legend, the Tom Hardy, when he played twin gangsters. Um, oh. Taron is a small part in that one, too. So, uh, yeah, as he talk, we talk a lot about on the podcast about, like, you know, I, he's definitely on the younger side of guests I've had on the podcast. And, and usually the conversation is a little bit more reflective in terms of the choices they've made and, and such. But, like, it's kind of fun to talk to someone like Taron, who's kind of, like, in the middle of defining where his career goes. Like, he he's definitely on the rise and... Um, Already is cognizant that he doesn't want to just play kind of like, as we put it, matinee idol, kind of just like, you know, good looking dudes. Like in Kingsman, he wants to play kind of weirder character things like Eddie the Eagle. Well, I was going to say, Eddie, Eddie the Eagle is 
not necessarily. Yes. No, I was going to let you finish. No, he's, he's just he's not he's not he's, he's <laughs> not he's not the Tyrant Edgerton that we know and love. He no. has transformed himself. So the, the greatest ski jumping movie ever. Oh, that Hugh, Hugh Jackman's <laughs> joined us for a special cameo. I just thought I'd pop by, say hello to my <laughs> my buddy Joshy. <laughs> Did you guys talk about who Hugh loved more? Did you fight over it? No, no, I didn't put it that way. I didn't. I didn't want to. I didn't want to go there. You knew you'd win. <laughs> I don't think that's true. They get along famously as well. Um, everybody gets along well with Hugh. Um, but yeah, uh, I highly recommend that movie. By the time you listen to this, the Oscars will have come and gone. That was a hell of a night. Oh my God, Sammy! You were. You really were this shining star of that night. Who knew that I was going to jump on stage? Yeah. and do that thing I did. <laughs> you were. It was gross, but it was cool. <laughs> I have, those security guards are strong. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe you. You're scrappy, yeah, though. I know. When I have my eyes on the prize, <laughs> you can't deter me. Scrappy. I needed to push Judy Dench down and take that Oscar. No. Um, is Dame going to be there? You no, don't know. I just always assume that she'll be there. No, she's actually, I don't think she is. She's not listed as a presenter and she's not a nominee this Surprise year. Surprise guest. Dame Judy Judge? No, I don't think so. So yes, Oscar. The Oscars are over. We can put that to bed, guys. And uh, I guess next up, well, I don't know. Well, we've got MTV Movie Awards coming up in a couple months. We've got South by Southwest. I don't think I'm going to be going this year, but keep an eye out for the films that are going to be there. I've seen some of the films that are going to be there. Films like uh, Midnight uh, Special. With Terrible. Our bu- with our no, I'm just kidding. Not I'm true. Just kidding. Our buddy Michael Shannon's in that, and Joel oh. Edgerton. Um, I'm probably not allowed to talk about it, but that's worth checking out. Wait, with Joel Edgerton? Yes, as so opposed to Taron. Yeah, a lot of Edgertons yeah, around. What the? Fuck? <laughs> it's it's spelled differently too. I know. Um, also, Pee Wee's Big Holiday is going to be there, oh. and I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say it, but I liked it. I liked it a lot. I've seen the it. The trailer was so good. Yeah, it's really good. I I see you got to see the movie. I got to see the trailer for it <laughs> on the internet. Yeah. I got to spend 45 minutes with Taron Edgerton. You got to spend eight seconds in yeah. an elevator. This is so. Who's winning today, Josh? <laughs> winning at life. Yeah. Um, I sound so obnoxious. This is all. Why do I let you on the podcast? Only to make me sound like a jerk. It's great. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, Anything else to talk about Taryn? I don't think there's anything else you need to know about Taryn except that we we get really geeky and and movie nerdy into this, and he. he was just great to shoot the shit with, and I'm really happy he came by. Uh, I wasn't sure, like, oh, he's so early in his career. Maybe we won't have uh, a lot to talk he? about. He's 25 or 26, so he's not, like, super young. But, um, uh, I mean, relative to me, he's super young, let's be honest. Relative to me. Well, um, no, but he, despite having just a relatively small body of work, he's um, he's got a lot to say, and he, he's super bright and funny, so I'm glad he came by. Um, Where's he from? He's, he's Welsh, i.e. Mm. from Welsh town. No, Wales. <laughs> yes. Ah, so he's from uh, the country of Welsh. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Love it, that. Um, yes. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's definitely one to watch. So look out for Eddie the Eagle now in theaters and check out um, Kingsman's sequel. will be out there probably next year or this time, I would think. Um, that's about all for the intro. In the meantime, you've got 40, 45 minutes of Taron Edgerton well. about to start. You're so lucky, everyone. Oh, boy, this guys. This is about to start This is going to be you. great. No, he's great. Uh, hope you guys enjoy this and uh, catch you on the next one. Bye. I can't believe you were eating Fra Diablo throughout that whole thing. No, I get Hale and Hardy, and it's it's oh, it's a long story. And, start the podcast. Okay, enjoy. <laughs> Yeah, buddy. Good to see you too, man. Been, been far too long. Sundance yeah. was a whole month ago? I don't know. Who, like that, yeah. You've been you've been traveling around a bit, right? I don't know where the hell I am. <laughs> You're in New York. I'll, I'll help you with that. New York now. New York. Lovely, lovely, lovely New York. It sounds like your voice is actually a little fried. Are you okay? It is, man. Yeah. I spent the whole day yesterday talking about Eddie Eagle. I did five talk shows <laughs> yesterday, so. Oh, no. Um, but it's great. You know, I'm super proud of the movie, so it's exciting to have the chance to share it with everyone, but... Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Today's my last day in America, and then there'll be a whole other... Got it. A whole other stint in Korea, China, <laughs> Scandinavia, Europe, oh, no. Australia. For podcast listeners, <laughs> his his eyes just went, like, dead for a second. <laughs> yeah. His brain melted. I, I see things coming out of your ears. That's right, yeah. Um, but it's all for a good cause. As you said, it's honestly, it's a, it's a really fun um, movie. It's a great movie. It really oh, works. And I really do love it, so... 
These are these are extremely first world problems, so let's not spend too long moaning about it. <laughs> no, I want to only talk about that. Um, and thank you for for being on the podcast. Sometimes thank when you. I when I have uh, folks on, like I had Jennifer Jason Leigh on last week, and mm-hmm. I had to like bone up by like watching like ten of her films over her career. But I realized I'd seen all of your films. Great, thank you, buddy. Great, yeah, there we are. <laughs> I'm four for four. <laughs> Great. Yeah, this is this is number four actually, isn't it? I think it's been a, a but it's it's crazy. I guess probably the first time I spoke to you. Along with a lot of other people in my situation was, I guess, uh, just about a year ago. I mean, yeah. it's, and it's, but it feels like we, you've packed a lot into that year. Yeah, yeah. So there was Kingsman, and then there was what? Did the, there was, oh, there was. I did a British movie called Testament of Youth. Yeah, with Kit Harrington and Alicia Vikander. We had Alicia yeah. in for that one actually. That was a, it was a good piece of work. I feel like not enough people saw that one. It's a shame not enough, not many people saw it actually, because um, it was a lovely film, and particularly Alicia's performance was fantastic. Yeah. Um, so I did that, and then I had my little psychopathic turn in Legend. Quite uh, a psychopath to go around. It wasn't just you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was in good company. Right? <laughs> you were. You're going to be a psychopath. <laughs> Do it with Tom Hardy. <laughs> uh, and now, and now this so, delightful little number. So talk to me a little bit about because um, Kingsman. I feel like that was a hell of a press tour too. But like yeah. this one, you I've noticed. I feel like just following you on social media and Hugh. It seems like you've been making the rounds, like in terms of like some cities that maybe I wouldn't even think that you would yeah. normally press in. Has it been fun to see a different to side amazing, of America? Uh, you know, I've seen, I've done the length and breadth. I've kind of we started off in Canada, we were in Toronto, and then we did Chicago, Miami, San Francisco, and it's been amazing. These are towns that I've never been to and always wanted to go to. Yeah, been to San Francisco before. I love San Francisco, but it's great meeting people from you know all sorts of different places and different walks of life and everyone's been super friendly and the response to the movie has been really warm um which is great because it's a very warm movie i think yeah yeah have you have you um do you have a favorite city in america thus far or a place that you haven't gone to that you want to i think it's probably new york if i'm honest i think there is a big bit of me that is hungry to spend some time here. Yeah. I'd, like, I'd love to come and do a play or I'd love to come and do a play and see how it worked out because if there's anywhere other than London I think I could live, it, was probably, it would probably be here. I always, I mean, I've talked to a lot of folks on this podcast about that I was born and raised in New York yeah. and, I, and I feel I feel there is that symmetry, certainly, that London-New York symmetry that I feel like yeah. if you're raised in one or, or spend time in one that you're comfortable in the other. It just yeah, feels yeah, yeah. like they're twin cities in a weird I just, way. I've, I've always felt a kind of always weirdly felt a bit of a kinship with New York. Like growing up, my favorite band was The Strokes and mm-hmm. I, I sort of graduated from The Strokes to LCD Sound System. So I kind of got a bit of a love affair with New York bands yeah. really. And, and nothing more romantic than doing a play or a musical or something in, in New York. That would be totally. off the charts, I mean, right? Yeah. It, you know, if anyone wants to offer me a play or a musical in New York, you get in touch with my agent because I would bite your hand off. Would you, uh, cats? You want to do cats? I'd do to... anything. <laughs> I would do anything. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the, of the most incongruous <laughs> yeah, exactly, musical. Yeah. I want to test your resolve. Yeah, it's all about all about staying left field, man. <laughs> um, What's the most? Um, or, I mean, growing up was like. Uh, did you make trips to the states here? What was your kind of like no. knowledge or awareness of American film? Where was it? Kind of like the unknown, or was it something that was just also on your TV? So you kind of have a sense. Or, well, we, we, um, we, we, you know, we're raised on a, a, a diet of your culture. You know, I'm we, sorry. Um, no, 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 far <laughs> from it. You know, I, I watched more American movies growing up than yeah. I did British movies. You know, um, and America was always kind of a far, far off, sort of distant place, really. And I remember the first time I was aware of New York. I think was probably watching um, Home Alone when I was, you know. <laughs> uh, Thinking, wow, that place looks cool. Cool at Christmas, you know. Right. Um, to be clear, the, the classic, the sequel, not the original, Home Alone Two, Lost right. in New York, where, right, which was yeah. really, as everyone agrees, is the the, the ultimate the, the, of Home the, Alone film, the yeah, definitive. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the resistance. Um, but um, yeah, and I, I'd always, always, always wanted to come here, but um, it, it wasn't. It was never a reality growing up. It's uh, couldn't afford to. You yeah. know, I had no reason to really. I think if. You know, uh, as a family, if we ever went on holiday, we'd go to, I don't know, Spain or something, you know, somewhere. Oh, somewhere that's rough. Somewhere hot. Yeah, <laughs> tough, right? I know. Tough, tough upbringing. Um, and then when Kingsman happened, um, all of a sudden it was, I, I needed to come here for work. Yeah. You know? So it's been great. And I do, I really do love it. I love, you know, I love LA as well. I've got lots of friends in LA and obviously work takes me to LA, but I... I have a particular fondness for New York. It's a cool place. So where where is home right now? Is home still back So I, home? I kind of, uh, whichever hotel I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> um, the last couple of years, I would imagine, yeah. Yeah, 
which is fine because I get to stay in really lovely hotels. But um, <laughs> so I, I, I kind of travel between London and uh, I visit my mother and my stepfather a lot in, in, in Wales. Yeah. Uh, visit my dad in North Wales. So yeah, kind of spent the sp when I have a moment, I'll go and hang out with them because I just love it there and it's out yeah. of the rat race and it's a very beautiful part of the world. Right. Yeah. Outside of Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, uh, which is obviously at the top of the film <laughs> list growing up. <laughs> 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 and other Macaulay Culkin films, obviously The Good Son. I uh -huh. mean, you, you were a big Culkin mm. file, we know that. Um, what were the other big films, big uh, actors that you first became obsessed with? Well, I mean... Re really young films that really connected with me when I was young. I mean, there was a lot of Christmas films. Muppets, oh, yeah. Muppets Christmas Carol was a big one Pretty for me good. when I was sort of a little kid. Labyrinth is one that was I was very young. Oh, I know you're a big David Bowie. I'm a huge fan, David yeah. Bowie fan. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Dark Crystal. Wow, okay. Yeah. Some out there. These, yes. these things can scar a child. That's these, <laughs> the, yeah, and they did. Um, and obviously, when like, you know you get a little bit older and. You know, you kind of early teens, the classic Scorsese thing. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Film, it was always a, it was always present, but I wasn't. I acting and film wasn't something that ever that really, really, really got its claws into me until I was in my late teens. I think because I was always into drawing and sculpting and animation is what I loved. I've all I've got a very oh god man, I met it was so cool. So I was at the Baftas last weekend and. Um, yeah, that was just a big. <laughs> no, you, I just, you can do it. Just do it. Slip, slip, slip that in conversation there. Um, uh, Wait, were you were you nominated? For I something, maybe? might have been nominated for something. It's just this little <laughs> rising star award. I was beaten by that guy from a galaxy far, far away, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, but it was a great weekend. But I uh, one thing that one set of films that I've always, always, always loved and really has had a profound effect on me is uh, Pixar's movies, Disney Pixar movies. So. You know, from Toy Story yeah. and everything thereafter. Um, and I was checking into my hotel for the BAFTA weekend, and I was, and who was stood next to me was um, Pete Doctor. Hard to miss. He's like a nine foot tall man. He's like a nine foot tall man. <laughs> and I, you know, I mean, that weekend I met some serious people. I met Leonardo DiCaprio that weekend. Right. Nothing came close to how starstruck I felt meeting Pete Doctor. That's awesome. And he's the, the sweetest, coolest dude. And he won, which, I, of course, he won inside out. Just <laughs> genius. But, um, and uh, I was chatting to him, just saying how much I love his work and how much of a fan I was. And he went, well, I'll do you a drawing. And I went, no, you will not. No, you will not. And um, I don't know what it is, but I have re I received confirmation that my that he sent it to my publicist. And he was true to his word and he did me a little doodle. That is amazing. What do we know. think it is? I don't know. I mean, I, I really don't You'll know. You'll take anything. You're I'll, like... I'll take, I mean, I'll take anything. I'll, you know, I, if he's played noughts and crosses on it, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> but, so do you make your uh, interest known like hey I can do voices what do you need what do you need I, I thought that might I'd be lying if I said it didn't cross my mind but uh, <laughs> I, I thought it might have been slightly too much of a hard sell right I am I'm just voiced an animated character actually for um Illumination have got a, 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 a movie too. coming out yeah. yeah um called a movie coming out called Sing okay um uh, and I sing in it. I play. A, I would hope with that title. Yeah, I play a singing gorilla. Of course, called Johnny. Um, Probably better to do that in animation than to do a live action for you. Yes, yes. I'm not particularly gorilla-like in person. I feel, <laughs> or in voice. Actually, I think their feeling was they wanted someone who sounded kind of, sort of, possibly a bit sweet and boyish in one of the <laughs> biggest most I can, muscular characters. I can do that. <laughs> sweet and boyish is my thing. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of stuff are you singing in? Is it like original stuff or is it? Uh, it's they, the, the music budget on that movie must have been insane because they've got. They licensed some amazing things. Incredible things. I, I fear I would get in trouble if yeah, I told yeah. you what they were. But um, Seth MacFarlane is in it, uh, Scarlett Johansson, Reese Witherspoon, Matthew McConaughey. Amazing. John C. Riley. I mean, it, and, and me, it's such a cool cast. This is one of those uh, quintessential voiceover things where you haven't met any of those folks yet? Or None of them. Not one. Oh, no, Seth MacFarlane I met in LA a few weeks ago. Lovely guy. Good voice, too. Incredible voice. Uh, he plays a rat. Of course. Who I don't get on with. But it, um, <laughs> it's really, 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 really cool. Um, so, so okay, let's say, uh, we're, we're, we're uh, jumping around a bit, but this is all very interesting. So, you, so a animation obviously was a, was a big love. Was that, like, was any of this kind of serious in terms of, like, when you're growing up, like, I, I was, could actually make a go of this? I was very serious about drawing, and I was very serious about um, sculpting and making, creating characters. Uh, and that was what I spent my time doing. I, I, I always kind of thought, I always wanted to sort of graduate to experimenting with film, but, you know, it, it just, it never happened, but 
equipment, finding things. You yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Um, it was so it was always it, it kind of got stuck at character design really. Um, and do you still dabble in that kind of stuff? Like just doodle or whatever I don't, for you your know, fun? I really, fun? I, I really don't. And it's something it's it's something that I, I I'm, I'm keen to return to, but. Yeah. Well, now when I try and draw, I draw like a quite a good 13, 14 year old because <laughs> that's where you stopped. because that's where I stopped. <laughs> um, so I don't think I'm ever going to be brilliant, but it is something that really interests me. And um, but you know, the, the the ambition to voice a character was something that w- that kind of remained, and that residual uh, ambition has thankfully been satisfied this year yeah well i'm curious like so so you leave that kind of stuff behind when you're when you're relatively a kid or a teenager um i mean do you find it still fruitful to kind of like indulge in kind of other artistic pursuits at all like at this point in your life or is like you know i mean like is there like a respite from acting in writing or or playing with a guitar or whatever or so, so I, I i do love to sing i sing yeah. all the time it's not something that i do um professionally but i occasionally take lessons and if you get me in a karaoke bar, I mean, I'm not sure to call it an artistic pursuit, but um, <laughs> I, I guess I love to read. Um, so, uh, what's your go-to karaoke? What's 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 in the repertoire? Uh, George Michael Faith is my go-to. Nice. I actually did it on the View yesterday with Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I, did a, I did a few lines from it anyway. They, and it was. I know these uh, when actors say these things are impromptu. They really are. They rarely are. I did not know they were going to ask me to sing. <laughs> and once you've been asked and the crowd are cheering, you can't, you right. know. Yeah. But thankfully, I didn't mess it up too badly, I don't think. But, um, Have you karaoke with you? No, but I've, I mean, we sing, we sing a song at the end credits the of the movie. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I suspect that... I think we both we've both said we'd like to... We, you know, I think we'd like to do something else together. I'd love to do something on stage with him. I'd love to do a, 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 a musical. Absolutely. Him. But, it, you know, he's... Hugh Jackman, he's a very busy man. <laughs> I've heard. But I think, you know, I would really, really, really love to do a musical with Hugh at some point if he would if he would be up for it. So what, what is the ultimate musical dream? Whether it's literally doing a musical or playing a musician or like do you have like one or two kind of like in your mind's eye of like there, what, how it manifests? Some, there are some great Sondheim parts that I'd love to play, but uh, they're all a bit older than me. So I'd love to play Bobby and Company, but that's mm-hmm. quite, it's a big old sing. Um but I'd love to do that for a little while. I, I, um, but I think you've probably got to be, you've got to be at that age in your life when all your friends are pairing off and getting married. And right. I don't think I'm quite there yet. So right. Maybe early 30s or something. Boyishness is coming back to haunt you. Now. I know. I know the curse of the boyishness. Um, and then uh, and then when I'm older still, I'd love to have a go at Sweeney Todd. But I mean, I'm light years away from being, uh, from being that yeah. grizzly, I think. <laughs> do you, I mean, are... Um, or vo- do voices come naturally too? Is that something in terms of changing? Because I mean, you obviously, yeah. I mean, for people that didn't know, because Kingsman was the first time we saw you, we kind of assumed that's like just how you spoke, and that yes, wasn't how yeah. you. So that's not how you speak. No, uh, f- funny voices is, is something that I've always kind of played around with, and it's something that I do to sort of um, amuse friends. And, so, and we have a, a WhatsApp thread, me and my kind of core cool guy mates from school, and um, I'm always sending them little bits and bobs. So yeah, Pete Doctor, if you're listening, don't rule that. <laughs> I'm trying to make you work. I'm this is a glorified audition. <laughs> Inside Out Two. What emotion do you want to be? <laughs> yeah, I'll be, yeah, yeah. What would I be? Angst. <laughs> you're tired right now. I'm tired. I'm tired. Yeah, yeah. Um, wait, is it true? Also, speaking of uh, voices and impressions, uh, that you did a, a Michael Caine that didn't make the cut for, yeah, uh, for Matthew forced me to do it. It was awful. So what he he experimented with this idea. He'll still have the footage somewhere. He's holding it over my head. Um, he basically said, "So look, I've got this idea for the credits. Um, we might get you doing a little Michael Caine impression, or it was it was in character, but it was a very famous Michael Caine line that was stolen." Um, <laughs> Was yeah. Michael Caine in the scene? No, 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 no. <laughs> he made I sure said, he was 500 yards away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I said to him, I said, Matt, I can't do that because you'll ruin my career. <laughs> <laughs> but the more you fight against Matthew Vaughan. The more he wants it, probably. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, um, no, I did it, but then I think he realized. Then I think he realized that it probably wasn't the best idea. Right? <laughs> well, let's talk about starting with something like Kingsman and starting with someone like Matthew Vaughan, who, who is kind of like... Um, 
Yeah, I, well, I don't even know. How would you describe having now worked with other directors and starting to get perspective on Matthew versus others? Why was he a particularly good filmmaker to start out with for any particular reason? Yeah, he. Well, I think he was. Yeah, because well, I think Matthew is a force of nature. He's a kind of one-man studio, and the resources he's able to call upon, and how he's able to um, to kind of have control over something that is so enormous, kind of single-handedly. Yeah, you know, he sort of, you know. He kind of make he kind of does it on his own. Um, well, he doesn't do it on his own because you know I helped him do it. But you know, but <laughs> but he but he sort of does do it on yeah, his own. Yeah. Um, Matthew is kind of at first. I think I found him very intimidating. Uh, I don't anymore because once you get to know him, you realise that he's actually someone with uh, an enormous heart and is very loyal and has um, a lot of time for 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 anyone who he who he works with. Um, so I, I, you know, in terms of comparing him to other directors, there's a question of, I just think of scale when I think of Matthew. You yeah. know, I don't, I've not done any Eddie, obviously, which he produced but was directed by Dexter. It's a very, very, very different atmosphere. I mean, I love working with Matthew. I would always return to work with Matthew. Did, did he ever? I mean, you know, in our conversations the last year, I mean, unless you're like a good actor off camera as well, you seem to have a pretty good head on your shoulders. Like, did he ever have to kind of like put you in your place in any kind of small way on the set or redo the riot act? Did you feel like there was a moment where he had to kind of like, no, I think there was probably a couple of times where he had to calm me down and say, you'll be okay. Yeah. Just you getting too in your own head kind of a thing. Yeah, or... Just sort of, you know, freaking out a bit. Really. Yeah. You know, I'd never made a film before. And then all of a sudden you're playing the lead in a hundred million dollar movie. <laughs> There were a couple of moments where I was like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know if I can do this, you know. Um, and he's always been very uh, reassuring and, and kind of bolstering of me and always, you know, he's not someone who's very gushing with praise. Right. Um, so when you get it, it you know it, you, it, can, it has a profound effect on you. Sure. And he picked the right moments to say, Taryn, I put you here because I know you can do this. I would not risk this, you know, and, yeah. and I believe in you and that that kind of got me through and, and I'm really proud of the movie we did together. I think it's great. This episode of Happy, Sad, Confused is brought to you by goodtherapy.org, the most trusted online resource for finding a therapist. Goodtherapy.org strives to empower people with the tools they need to make informed choices about therapy while working to challenge myths, stereotypes, stigmas, and other harmful barriers to seeking mental health treatment. Since 2007, goodtherapy.org has helped millions of people find qualified counselors and therapists. All the professionals listed in goodtherapy.org's online directory have been personally screened, meet strict licensure and educational requirements, and most importantly, share the belief that people in relationships are capable of growth and change. Whether you're struggling with depression, anxiety, addiction, trauma, eating issues, relationship problems, or anything else, therapy may be helpful for you. There is hope. There are people who care. Change is possible. Find the right therapist at www.goodtherapy.org. Did, I mean, did you? You must have contemplated, or maybe you're not the masochist I am. Like, if it hadn't turned out as well as it did, both yeah. critically and commercially, starting out uh, again, a hundred million dollar movie with that many eyeballs on it. Um, most of those don't work. A lot of those don't work. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you'd be in a different place now. I mean, yeah. you'd still have a career. You'd still be able to make it work, and it just might be a tougher road or different road. Yes, but. Can you give me a sense of sort of like where your headspace was on the eve of that, and like before, like you knew. You could like breathe a sigh of relief. Was it a tense kind of like time, but you know between I'm... shooting and between release, that kind of a thing? It's a weird thing. Maybe it was naivety because I just were, had never made a film before, and I thought, well, Michael Caine, Samuel L. Jackson, and Colin Firth are in it. How's it? How can it go badly? Right. But I, I always had massive faith in it. Yeah, I really, really did. I, from the first time I read the script, it just felt like, well, this is new. This is cool. People are going to go wild for this. And, you know, I'd seen all of Matthew's movies before, you know, the opportunity to audition for him even came up. And he just has an instinct for what, for what you know, popcorn cinema goes want, I yeah. think. Um, and 
I just did, I just did, I just never thought it wouldn't Sometimes work. Sometimes ignorance is bliss. In ignorance, this case, right? Bliss. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And you know, it was. It was and you're it was, so in it, like you probably just didn't have the perspective. Totally. Luckily, and I was not. I was not. I was naive because I'd never made a film. So I guess I always just thought, well, this is going to be great. This is going to be a huge right. movie. And then right. it was. And, then, and, and, <laughs> and actually, I, should, I probably shouldn't have expected it to be. But um, I think I just. Went, and it, the other thing is as well. Once you spend time around Matthew, you just realise that. He doesn't feel like someone who's going to. He doesn't. He doesn't leave anything to chance. Yeah. He's a perfectionist. Yeah. He's an absolute perfectionist, and he hasn't. He hasn't made a bad movie yet, and I, you know, I don't think. Are you just saying this because you're about to work with him again in like a month or two? Yeah, Matthew. Just, I think you're amazing. <laughs> no, I don't, and I don't think he will because I don't yeah. because he's. He's too he's too diligent. He's too hardworking, and he's making things for the right reasons. I mean, he's turned down yeah. as many amazing projects as he's he generated yeah, himself. Yeah, exactly. He just he wants to do, and you know, with Kingsman, I think lots of people are very surprised he's coming back to direct the sequel, yeah. and it's because he loves it. Yeah, it's his total baby. You yeah, know, this is the he's created his own universe. I mean, why play in someone else's sandbox when you can do it yourself? Absolutely. He's you know he's created you know a pretty pretty lucrative franchise for himself and. He loves the characters, so he's he's coming back. What was the what was the biggest audition you had had before Kingsman that you could recall, and, and did you come close to it? Was it, did you have like a close call or two? No, no, no. Uh, so I think I can probably say this. Can I? Yes, I saw it. Uh, George Clooney wanted to meet me for here for Monuments Men. Oh, cool. Um, quite early on that was probably six months before I auditioned for Matthew I did a tape for a part in that which I actually haven't seen the movie but there's a young a young Jewish guy in it and actually on the eve of me flying out to meet him he said look we don't want to waste your time you don't look Jewish um, so um, did that sting at the time was that like I was heartbroken yeah I was absolutely heartbroken um, but you know to his credit he he, he, he didn't want to waste your time he, did, he, like, he enjoyed the tape and he didn't want to waste the time yeah um, but that at that moment, I thought, oh, I'm on the cusp of something here. And then when it went, I, yeah, I really thought, oh, if I'm, is that, is that, was that, the was, that was that, was that the moment? <laughs> and is it just passed me by? Is this the party story that I'm going to be telling for 30 years? Exactly. Yeah. So that was, um, that was a real kind of, but I, then again, I, you know, I think as an actor, you really have to, you have to learn the art of emotionally disengaging with something after you know it's not going your way, otherwise yeah. you are going to be an unhappy person. Yeah. Because I still don't get stuff now, you know? Yeah. And I think that happens at no matter varying what level. levels. Yeah, exactly. It happens right at the top, you know? <laughs> if you're John Travolta, there's Tom Cruise. If you're Tom Cruise, there's Brad Pitt. It's just exactly. all... Exactly. <laughs> there's, you know, there's so many famous stories about actors being really cross with directors they've worked with in the past because they've given roles to other right. people, you know? And right. There, is, there are lots of examples um, in the industry of that. So you've got to, you've got to learn to suck it up. So, so talk to me post Kingsman in terms of the the choices that you've been able to make, and you know, in terms of these these other three films, has it, yeah. does it has it felt like you are able to be a little calculated about this? Yes, are it, you? It, it, yes, it has. I have to say, um, there have been, you know, some incredible, um, you know, there's been, there's been a lot of speculation about various superhero things, right. and these, you know, I, I don't mind saying they have been real conversations, yeah. you know. Um, there was X Men supposedly. Yeah, and, yeah. And the, but these are all things that, in order to, if you in, if you in, there are kind of contractual things where if you choose to engage with things too fully, then you, it becomes out of your control whether you do it or not. And that is, I w I have felt um, reluctant to peg myself down to too many big yeah. grinding machines. Plus, my feeling about Kingsman is, is it kind of is a superhero thing in itself. Totally. So, um, for me, what has been more important and what the joy of Eddie has been. In a very dramatic way, in a very major key way, it's been my opportunity to say, well, actually, there are, there, I've got other, I've got other, there are other things I'd like to try and show the world that I, I can do, and there are other characters I'd like to explore. Um, it is kind of a statement, kind of a performance that you yeah. would choose this this early on in your career that, like, you would. Pr I mean, this is not a matinee idol to say the least. No, in, exactly. In yeah. manner, in look, in I have, everything. I have no interest in being considered a matinee idol right. only. If, if you, <laughs> I, I'm very happy to be a sometime matinee idol. <laughs> But I have no interest in being a yeah. full-time matinee idol because uh, I think I'd be bored, frankly. Yeah. Um, and the, the, you know, the, you read a lot of scripts as an actor where you are kind, of particularly you know, as a young kind of twenty-something Caucasian male, there are a lot of scripts flying around where the, you, you're not really playing a character. Yeah, a story just happens around you. Totally. Um, 
and uh, you know I, I don't want to play those parts yeah. so Eddie is my very loud way of saying um, <laughs> uh, there are other things I can do but I can do you know uh, or there are things like other things I can do but I can do them in a more subtle way if you need me to right. um, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's Brad Pitt's true romance like I <laughs> yeah, can be like yeah. a crazy stoner guy in the room <laughs> yeah, exactly. if you want I'll also be <laughs> somewhat pretty for you and, and carry a gun if you yeah, need me to exactly <laughs> Um, that being said, so what's the franchise that you would give up your firstborn to be a part of? Is there one? I mean, were you a Star Wars, Star Trek, Tolkien, any kind of guy growing yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- uh, if they came out to me and said, look, there's a part for you in the second or the third, then I, I, I would immediately, I would be there. In which one? Star Wars, you're saying? Or? Yeah, Star Wars. I th- yeah. You know, that's such a huge thing. And it was such a huge part of my growing up. Yeah. I would that That I would definitely do. I mean, you know. I'm set to play Robin Hood, and that yeah. is, you know, I would imagine that they are hoping that that will go on and, right. te- and tell a couple of stories if it's a success. Uh, Your accent will be better than Costner, I can guarantee. Yes, I yeah. love Costner's, yeah. by the way, but uh, uh, I love I love Costner. I don't think he actually tried. That'll be. I think he did in a few scenes. That's yeah, the problem. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love that movie. That was my that was my kind of Robin Hood. That I remember that one yeah. with Morgan Freeman, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, between that and Kingsman, you already have two yeah. commitments, ongoing potential ongoing com- commitments. Exactly. Yeah, and I think you know, for me now, it's about trying to. I, I'm I've, because I'm at this kind of first stage in my film career. I've had to kind of devote all my time to it, but I would like to be in a position where I can do a play at least every eighteen months. Nice, even just for eight weeks, you know, because it it really is what I love doing. It's not as um, you can't it's not as lucrative but sure actually I don't really care because I love it um, so I'd like to strike a balance do you know what? I'd really like to do some television as well I think television is an incredible medium now and it's it allows you to you know I mean it's just just such a wealth of great television I, um, Mr. Robot I watched over Christmas yeah. just I mean blew me away yeah you know obviously the incredible house of cards is ongoing it's such a great medium for allowing stories to unfold over a long period of time, you can keep secrets. Yeah. You know, the secret, Mr. Robot, you know, you, the secrets you can keep in that medium. Right. Um, and how you can drip feed, you know, character. And I, I, so I would love to go and do some more television. Um, but for me now, it feels like I need to go and find some great kind of character dramas after this. I mean, are these the kind of things that you would have conversations about with someone like Hugh, who is who's, yeah. who struck that kind of balance yeah, absolutely. N- as well as anybody can? I mean, he's he does like a play, I feel like, every year or two, or yeah. musical. Hugh, Hugh is just, you know, his, his big philosophy on life is have a go, and he's got this voracious appetite for, yeah. for work and doing different things, you know. He's got a wonderful childlike enthusiasm for life and for his work. And it's it's and it's actually very infectious to be around. He's um, he's a great guy, and he is someone who strikes that incredible balance of doing the things that he loves and bigger projects. And you know, and he he's so passionate about you know his Wolverine stuff. And believe me, when when you guys came to uh, Sundance. Uh, before you came to our space at Sundance, a giant uh, crate of his food came because uh, he's in full-on Wolverine yeah, training, and I know yeah. you're in training too. I mean, this is like a, yeah, this is a yeah. commitment, I've been you guys. A little bit with him, yeah. Oh, I mean, have, for me, we have very different we have very different programs because for him, he's naturally got a good metabolism, and he it's for him it's about trying to get the muscle. He's lean. He's a lean guy. Lean. Yeah, exactly. For me, it's about trying to keep off the pound. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we have. A, so when he, you know, when he gets a truck of chicken and steak, they bring me a piece of celery. Um, I need but, to read your diet plan too. Then. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fun. Um, it's been amazing traveling around with him, though. He's such a cool guy. I, I mean, I'd kill to, to do something else with him. Yeah. But I, I, I think it'll happen. I think he wants to do too. Is, uh, yeah, you two seem to enjoy each other's company to a disgusting degree. Yeah, um. yeah. <laughs> We've got this running joke that it's just it's just for the cameras and behind the scenes. Right. We don't talk to one How another. would that be? Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> kicked kick me off his plane. Yeah. <laughs> Have they launched fanfic along the lines of you and Colin back in Kingsman? There was a little bit of... Uh... Oh, that was crazy, right? I mean, what was a very, very, very lovely working relationship was perverted <laughs> into this bizarre. I think they call it shipping, don't yeah, they? Shipping, yeah, shipping. Exactly. There we are. It's, it's fine. A Colin's a very good-looking guy. I'll take that. I mean, come on, you can do a lot worse. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, no, nothing as of yet. 
with me and Hugh. God, that would be really weird. Bouncing <laughs> Perry and Eddie. That would be really, really weird. Um, for some fan artists coming your way very soon. Yeah, yeah. Particularly with given my physique in that movie, exactly. it might not look quite as romantic and sort of idyllic. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you can't say much about Kingsman, but I'm curious. Uh, Julianne Moore is joining the, the gang, which is really exciting. Yeah, is that is that that's I official mean, now? I'll yeah. say it. You don't need to yeah. say it, but it sounds like that's happening. Yeah, which yeah. is pretty cool. Uh, very, very, very cool indeed. It's um, this, I mean, the script is so so good. Obviously, I can't say much about it, but it it's a great expansion on the universe. Matthew's having real fun, and I mean, hold on to your hats because it's uh, it's pretty. Either. I would hope. I, I mean, is it weird that, like, because the structure of that first film was kind of a passing of the baton and it was kind of like a double act of you and yeah, Colin. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's, like, other major casting to come yeah, in, ter- yeah. in terms of, like, a second lead or whatever because she's the antagonist. But, like, is it feel like more on your shoulders? Do you have someone else to play off of the way you did on Colin this time around? There are, the, you know, it's, it, the, the, it, yeah, there are, there, are other, there are other new characters. It's really, it's very reinvigorated. So you know, I'm not I'm not there okay. on my own, and of course we've got the wonderful Mark Strong, the best. Yeah, yeah. so Mark Strong comes more to the forefront. In this just show. saw him; he was actually on the podcast recently for his uh, amazing performance in *A View from the Bridge* on stage. Which I here. saw it twice in London. I didn't see it here. Oh He's my god, insane! Right? insane. <laughs> for a Tony, do you think? It should be. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm really curious about that. Director's about to do *The Crucible* next year too, which yeah, with Ben. Yeah, Ben and uh, Ben Wishaw and uh, Saoirse Ronan. Wow. Yeah, good stuff. I didn't realise that was the same director, yeah, actually. Yeah, Ivan Van Hove. Ivan Van Hove, that's right. That's right. Did he do the... Did he do the... He did something else here, right? Did he do a musical here, like a Barry Perhaps, musical? I don't know. Yeah, I think the, this was my first experience with him, but it was, yeah. But it was, yeah, I saw that play in London twice, because um, it was... Because I remember when we were shooting Kingsman, Yeah. Mark was sort of learning his lines oh, for sure. it. Oh, yeah. So, are there performances like touchstones like that that kind of reinvigorate you, whether it's going way back or, or, or recent Absolutely. times that you can point to? Yeah, I mean, it happens all, all the time. I think um, Sean Penn in Carlito's Way. I, I, I'm so glad you said that. That's that's one of my favorite films. And yeah. He is amazing in that. Yeah, I think that was a big one. Uh, there's a there's a few Sean Penns actually. Yeah. There's a few Sean Penns. G- Gary Oldman's a big one for me. I mean. I, you know, even even the lightest stuff he does, yeah. he does it with such brilliance and aplomb. You know, even you know, obviously there's so many incredible performances given, but even something like the Fifth Element, I just I was just going to say, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, so there are there are there are plenty. I think um, uh, Tim Robbins, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? What else? Oh, this is fun. Um, <laughs> geek out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of a a little bit of a geek out. Uh, you know, m- more recently, um, Brendan Gleeson um, in, in in Bruges, the guard, the guard, Calvary. sure, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, in terms of the last few weeks, I thought that um, uh, the room, uh, room rather, Brie is, and is, Jacob, yeah, yeah. Um, the two central performances in that, I think, are two of the best bits of acting I've ever seen, yeah. and I think it's actually one of the best films I've ever seen, and I think I, I, I it, it just completely blew me away i i thought it was incredible the most touching moving astutely observed thing the writing was brilliant it was so crisp and clear and not trying to be clever it was just so human so unbelievably human i just thought it was incredible totally agree i was i was very impressed by that too i mean you see i have this like frank mask up here lenny abrahamson's last movie was frank which i loved in it and it's like couldn't be more night and day i know i love directors like that though. right Everything they do, you know, all, all, all of the greats do that, you know. Yeah. Barry continually reinvent, reinvented himself. You yeah, know? yeah, um, yeah. I, can, I love that. I so, love that. Uh, do you keep kind of like a running director list? Like, what's your methodology? Like, do you kind of like, do you take meetings? Do you like, hey, it's, it's a, it's, Wes Anderson, PT Anderson, any Anderson, I'd happily have ex- coffee exact, with you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, there, are, there are always, you know, lists of people. John Michael McDonough is someone I would yeah. tend to work with. Um, any McDonough, they're all great. Yeah, yeah, yeah all, all the all Martin, <laughs> any of them. Yeah, call me. Um, I, you know, uh, uh, recently I forget his name, the Greek guy, Yorgos, uh, who directed um, Lobster. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. I hear it's amazing, yeah, crazy. I forget, forgive me, I forget that director's surname, or it's something that is not registered in my head because it's Greek. But uh, he also did an amazing movie called Dogtooth. Just yes, like, absolute, in, like really, yeah, just yeah. amazing movies, but. The thing about these guys is they they're, they're such 
brilliant directors with such clear visions. I think that when they're making, the, when they're writing these things, they think of people in mind already. People who they want, yeah. and that, you know, that, uh, yeah. Well, I guess I guess I mean to backtrack to Eddie the Eagle. I mean that's as you say, you're putting out into the universe a couple different yeah. looks and versions, and yeah. saying like again, like I've got range, guys. Yeah, like I, I know. I hope so that that's kind of you know. I, I, look, I did the movie because I love the script and I, you know, yeah. I love Dexter uh, and Matthew and Hugh. But if there was a calculated element to yeah. it, that is what that is the message I was trying to send, I suppose. Well, it's the smart thing I think of. I haven't seen the new Coen Brothers actually, which is crazy because I adore them. But I like, can't wait. It's a, I, 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 they're my favorite I, I read that script. It's, oh, really? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. The um, but like what Clooney, frankly, did relatively early. I mean, Clooney is like exceptional at playing an idiot, especially for the Coen Brothers, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, was yeah. willing to kind of like you know off of ER, he was like Absolutely. being handed all these matinee idol things again. But yeah. like very soon after, was playing buffoons and idiots. And was defining that he wasn't going to go down that kind of typical path. Well, it's great thing because it's it's subversive, isn't it? Yeah. You know, and it immediately kind of it's endearing and humanizing. Yeah. And, you know, because you don't want the matinee well. idol that it, that doesn't have a sense of humor about himself. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, George Clooney's an incredibly clever guy, yeah. and you know, despite not casting you, what an asshole. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, the fact that he, the fact that I even turned his head at that early stage was yeah. a huge compliment. So. Um, let's wrap up in these last few minutes. I've got a weird Indiana Jones fedora with a couple random questions. Do you want to pick out a few? I would love to. I, I could. I see you eyeing it. I know. I clocked it. I wondered if it was for it's me. A little I feel like we should have some theme music. Can you put that in in post? Yeah. What kind of music do you want? Oh, I see Indiana Jones. I'm sure John Williams will happily license that to us. Oh yeah, of course. Okay. Good luck. So this is... Thank you. That's, that's some sound effects that Josh has added. His own Foley artist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. one-man band. It's atmosphere. Um, okay. What have we got here? Okay, so this question is... Where haven't you been that you want to go? Uh, somewhere that I can see the Northern Lights. Oh. That is my aim. I don't think I'm going to have time this year, but in the next 18 months... I want to see the Northern Lights. Very nice. Yeah. Okay. So I think you can see it from Norway, is that right? I, I honestly don't know. Good luck on that adventure. Yes, that's something I really want to do. Okay. Uh, this is fun. Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings? Um, movies or books? Go either way. This is your so, your podcast. The Hobbit was a very, very, very big book in my childhood. But so were J.K. Rowling's books. Yeah. Um, so I think in terms of books, I probably have to go Lord of the Rings. And in the nicest possible way, I think Lord of the Rings was a bit of a precursor to Harry Potter in a lot of ways. I of course, I I'm, I'm sure she would admit to that to some degree. In terms of the films, I think probably the Potter movies, I think. I think a better batting average, maybe, right? Yeah. Oh, with respect, yeah, yeah. obviously. With the greatest respect, yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. We're going on batting average, because look, there are some fantastic moments and fantastic... The highs of that are great, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you know, Ian McKellen, Sir Ian McKellen in um, <laughs> Lord of the Rings is incredible. It's got some brilliant elements, but I think Harry Potter movies might just pick it. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, Favourite Godfather movie? Godfather 2, obviously. It's, I mean, I, yeah. no. <laughs> I've had this about, I don't know. It's, it's a mood thing for me. It is a mood it, thing for me. Do you know why it is for me? Because yeah. I read uh, the Mario Puzo novel yeah. first, and uh, this is going to be sacrilegious to say it, but I, I read The Godfather before I watched it, and. Well, that's unusual, actually. It's very unusual, yeah. and actually, I, it, in that classic way, it stopped me from connecting with it fully. Huh. It did, because I had such a clear idea of the characters, um, and even the great Brando, Pacino Right, you're combo. like, they could have done better. <laughs> no, I know. It wasn't in your mind's eye. It wasn't what you know, it the was. Great, the greatest actors of the past yeah. 50 years, yeah. but, but I, just, yeah, I just could you not break away brain. from, you know, your brain is, so, you know, your, the imagination is always going to be more powerful. Interesting. And two was uncharted territory to, to a degree for you, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, but then I didn't read. I think this Godfather Two is based on the Sicilian. I think it's called. I think. I think. Or maybe elements. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I hadn't read that, so it was. It felt easier. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. One or two more. Feel free to yes, choose your own more. end. Let's do. Let's go for two because I'm actually enjoying this. My drink of choice is. Um, so it really does vary. Uh, at the moment, alcoholic or non-alcoholic. We're adults here. We're adults here. So at the moment, I'm on the soda vodka. Fresh lime. Okay. It, it does the trick. Desperately trying to get my abs back. Uh, <laughs> and then 
So, but ordinarily, I, I am a, a, a lager guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not, not good for the Kingsman diet, probably. Not good for the Kingsman diet. I like Peroni. It's Peroni Italian beer. <laughs> Let's go over one more. All right, finish strong. No pressure. Finish strong. Zombies or vampires? That's a great finish. So, um, <laughs> uh, I love, love zombie movies. Um, you know, the, yeah, right back from the George Romero stuff. Uh-huh. Um through to you know Shaun of the Dead the remake of Dawn of the Dead which I think is brilliant Um, although Fast Zombies top potato Um, (laughs) 28 days later 28 weeks later brilliant movies but they're kind of like they're more like rage virus right right Uh, yeah I know Danny Boyle doesn't call them zombies in that yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) Um, and then of course you know most recently the brilliant Walking Dead I think for me I think because, you know, and I've read like World War Z, I read that before I saw it as well, and there's something about the whole apocalyptic thing that it just makes for interesting character oh, drama. Yeah, I, whereas I vampire it. kind of vampires kind of seem to be more secret shadows running alongside society feeding off, right? That that being said, a good uh circle back to Gary Oldman, a good Bram Stoker's Dracula always does the trick. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. But I do. I I am a sucker for a, for a kind of apocalypse themed things. So I think yeah. on that basis, I'm going for zombies over vampires. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I can always go. I, I, even if it's a, a shitty post-apocalyptic movie, I'm still kind of in. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I'm just like fine with totally being in that with in that world. The only one I've. Do you know what I didn't watch? I didn't watch. The Vigo Mortensen Road. The road's good. Is, was, have you read the book of that? one? I read the yeah. book and it had such a profound effect on me it's that I just book, I yeah. just could not. I couldn't risk it. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> risk it because, like, I read. I also read um, No Country. For... This is this whole podcast is me just been showing off about You're books I've read. Re- isn't it? I get it. Taron uh, Edgerton can read. <laughs> you read. Um, I, t- I haven't read anything for ages, actually, probably over a year. But um, I read No Country for Old Men, and I knew I was safe with that. Cause, yeah, you know, beloved Cohen brothers. They won't do you wrong. They're not going to do us wrong. And it, you know, it was easily as good as the book. Um, but oh. with the road, I just couldn't risk it. It was such, it had such a profound. I was so profoundly moved by it that I couldn't yeah. risk having it ruined by the movie. Well, to be continued. We're going to continue Taron's movie and book club of the month on uh, Josh. It's going to become a, a regular feature. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so next week, readers, we will be discussing yes. Kafka on the Shore by Haruki Murakami. Oh wow, really highbrow. <laughs> um, check out Eddie the Eagle. You know I'm a fan of this one. Honestly, it totally works, and um, and 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 I'm really happy for you, man, that you're uh, charting a really co- cool course early on in your career, and excited to see what comes next. Thanks, brother. It's always good to see you, man. Good to see you, man. Thanks, brother. Thanks again to GoodTherapy.org for sponsoring today's episode of Happy, Sad, Confused. GoodTherapy.org is the most trusted online resource for finding a therapist. Meeting with a therapist or counselor can help people to live happy, fulfilling lives. And since 2007, GoodTherapy.org has helped millions of people find qualified counselors and therapists. There is hope. There are people who care. Change is possible. Find the right therapist at www.GoodTherapy.org. Hey, everybody, this is Jimmy Pardo from the Never Not Funny Podcast. Hey, listen, coming up on March 5th, it's our annual Pardcast-a-thon. That is the 12-hour version of Never Not Funny, hosted by myself, Matt Belknap, and Pat Francis. We have a different guest on every 20 minutes to a half hour this year, including Doug Benson, Scott Aukerman, Paul F. Tompkins, Sarah Silverman, and over 20 more. We are raising money for Smile Train, the great organization that goes to third world countries to fix the cleft lips and cleft palates of people that couldn't otherwise afford that surgery. It changes a person's life. You can watch it live at NeverNotFunny.com on March 5th between 12 noon and midnight Pacific time. Watch and donate. I thank you for your time. Hop. Hop. This has been a Wolf Pop production. Executive produced by Paul Shear, Adam Sachs, Chris Bannon, and Matt Gorley. For more information and content, visit wolfpop.com.